Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daft Differently. I am Rabbi Barry Chesler. Our daft today is Masachar Ketubot Kaftet, Tractate Ketubot, Folio 29. Chapter 3 begins, Elu Narot. These are the Narot who have a kanas, a special fine. A man who sleeps with a mamzeret and the tina a kutit. A man who sleeps with a convert who is converted, a captive who has been redeemed or a maidservant who was emancipated when she was younger than three years and a day. Sides also explains that after three years and a day, these are under the presumption of complete petulot. He who sleeps with his sister, the sister of his father, the sister of his mother, the sister of his wife, the wife of his brother, the wife of his father's brother, or a nidah, a woman who has begun her menstrual period and not yet gone to the mikvah, all these have a kanas. Even though the penalty here is karate, death at the hands of heaven, there is no death penalty administered by the human court. Rashi explains that the Mishnah is referring to Dafka Narot, women who have produced two pubic hairs until they enter maturity, the six months from twelve to twelve and a half. But a Bogaret, a mature young woman after twelve and a half, or a Ketana, a girl younger than twelve, do not have a Kanas. The kanas in this case is 50 shekels payable to the father if one has had sex by force. With regard to the last clause of the Mishnah, Rashi notes that karate does not relieve one of the responsibility for monetary compensation. To clarify the other terms, Mamzeret is a female born from a union that can never be sanctified by Jewish law, a product of adultery or incest. A Natina is a female descendant of the Gibonim, the people who tricked Joshua into making a pact with them, in which they were given second-class status as series of voided drawers of water. And the Kutit is identified as Shomonim, female Samaritans. So even though these are not full-fledged female Jews, non-consexual sex requires a payment. The Talmud begins with an observation that all these Narot are invalid to marry, and yet they have a Kanas. If they were valid, then no. Thus you must say, these are the invalid Narod to get the fine, he who has sex with the Mamzerit and the Hina and the Kuti. They are to be distinguished from other invalid Narod who do not get the fine, rather they compare it to valid Narods. Now, the Talmud distinguishes between Nara and Ketana. As already mentioned, the Nara is between twelve and twelve and a half, so the Ketana is younger. Sex with her would not require a Kanas. Montana? Who teaches this Mishnah? Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, it is Rabbi Meir. As we learned in the Brita, Ketana is a girl from the age of one day until she brings forth two cubic hairs. A father may sell her as a maidservant, and there is no Kanas. From the time she sprouts two hairs until she is mature, she has a Kanas, and may not be sold as a maidservant, the words of Rabbi Meir. For Rabbi Meir used to say, wherever there is a sale, there is no Kanas, in any place there is a kanas, there is no sale. And the sages say, a katana from three years in a day until she is mature has a kanas. 
The Talmud makes a diu, a subtle inference. Do we mean for the sages kanas yes, sale no? Say rather, there can be a kanas where there is a sale. The next Ogil begins with the question, Bahane bene kanasa ninhu? And these naropes who won't get the kanas? Why? I apply the verse here from Deuteronomy 22:28, below Tiyela Isha, and she shall be to him a wife. The woman with whom a man sleeps non consensually, he is obligated to pay her father 50 shekels and to take her as his wife. We interpret the phrase below Tiyela Isha to refer to a woman who is suitable for him. These are the women that get the kanas. But our Mishnah is discussing women who are lower yoked, not suitable for marriage. Grace Lakish says, from the three appearances of Na'ara, there is one appearance in verse 28, there is an appearance in verse 29 in the word Hana'ara, and Hana'ara itself in verse 29 with a seemingly superfluous A. We learn three things. One is for the valid women as Parashi. They get a kanas. One is to include the violations of the negative commandments associated with sleeping with women one may not marry, that one is still obligated to the kanas, meaning the mamzer, natina, and kutit. And one is to include even the violations which result in karet, that one is still obligated to pay the kanas, and this refers to the incestuous cases mentioned in the Mishnah. And what is the reason that Rav Papa does not say like Grace Lakish? He needs the multiple appearances of Nara to derive the law like Abaye. For Abaye said, one who has sex with a Nara who dies before the man can be summoned to court is Patur, exempt from paying the Kanas. For the verse says, he gives the money to the father of the Nara, which means the father of the Nara and not the father of the dead. And Reish Lakish, why does he not say like Rav Papa? He needs the appearance of Nara for Gezerah Shabbat one of the 13 hermeneutical principles of Rabbi Ishmael, where we take the meaning of a word in the known context and apply that same meaning to the same word in a different context. For we learn in a Brita, quoting Exodus 22.16, if her father refuses absolutely to give her to him, he shall pay money according to the dowry of virgins. This, that is the penalty for seduction or compulsion, as illustrated in verse 15, should be the same as the dowry for virgins, and the dowry for virgins should be the same as this, that is, 50 shekels. But does not Reish Lakish too need it to learn like Abaye? Rav Papa also needed to learn the Gezerah Shavah? Rather, there are six scriptures written. Nara, Nara, and Ha, Nara, Deuteronomy, Betula, Betulot, and Habetulot, and Exodus. Two are for themselves, one is like Abaye, one is for the Gezerah Shavah. This leads over to one to include the violations of the negative commandments, and one to include the violations resulting in karate. The final sugya on the daf will carry over into tomorrow. The Mishnah comes to exclude the Baraita. For we learn in the Baraita, below Tiel Isha, she will be for him a wife. Shimon Atimni says, Isha Shayesh Bahavaya, a woman who has the legal status of marriage. Rashi explains it as a woman for whom Kedushin would be effective, which would exclude the sister and all the people where the penalty for sex would be karate. Rabbi Shimon ben Manasseh says, Isha haru yavakayama, woman who is appropriate for marriage. What is the difference between the two? Rabbi Zira said, Mamzerit and Netinar between them. For the one who says, Yeshba havaya, there is havaya. This one too is havaya. For as Rashi explains, Kiddushin is effective 
even if there is a violation of a negative commandment. For the one who says, This one is not suitable for marriage, for he is obligated to divorce them. Had the marriage not been effective, no divorce would have been necessary. They would simply not be married. For Rabbi Akiva, who says Kiddushin are not effective when they involve violation of negative commandments, what is between them? What is between them is a widow to a high priest, like Rabbi Simai. For we learn in a Brita, Rabbi Simai says, from all the children that are born to relationships of forbidden intercourse, Rabbi Akiva makes them all mamzerim, except for the widow to the high priest. For the Torah itself says in Leviticus 21, one should not take, one should not profane oneself. He makes them chilulin, ineligible for the priesthood, and not mamzerim. And for Rabbi Yeshiva, who says, let us come and complain about Akiva ben Yosef, who said anyone who did not have intercourse with the Jew, his child is a mamzer, what is between them? Ikebinaihu, there is between them? We will wait until tomorrow to find out. Until then. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros, from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.